1: so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let it rip. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Doug Williams back with you here on the fan two Oh three Eastern here on this Sunday afternoon. I'm with you till four eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. 337 66 jets already in a hole against the bills. Giants are off this weekend. Talked a lot of football in our, our first couple hours. Um, and we've been talking Yankees, uh, for some time now when we, we welcome our friend John Harper to the show. Um, Harper's at the daily news forever and, uh, covering both teams here in New York and, Um, Now you can catch him on SNY, and he he writes some columns for them, too. He's one of the best uh, sports writers in the country, uh, my friend John Harper, and I'm happy to have him on to talk more about what we've been discussing here on these airwaves. And, Harp, I feel for Yankees fans right now, I really do, because the season ends the same way again. And uh, last night, Astros win another World Series and you don't get that pound of flesh if you're a Yankee fan uh, from Boone or Cashman. You don't get any sense that they realize anything has to change. Where should optimism, if any, come from for the Yankees fans listening at home?
2: Yeah, hey, Doug, how are you, first of all? Good, and, uh, uh Yeah, I mean, it's hard to be optimistic because they're far farther and farther behind the Astros. I mean, you know, that, that was, I mean, I know I've heard from more Yankee fans. Uh, than ever this this offseason about that they need to do something. and you know, I mean, they want, as you said, a pound of flesh, you know, Cashman, Boone, whatever. And watching that press conference the other day just made a, uh, infuriated the Yankee fans even more because I just thought, I thought it was a terrible, just terribly tone deaf in terms of not realizing that, how angry the fan base is. And it was just kind of too casual. Hey, we're close with the process. Cashman talking about the process. It's good and all that stuff. It's not what the Yankee fans want to hear. i relatively speaking, they are close. You know, it's hard to see that, but because they get to the postseason every year, and uh, but but falling farther, farther, farther behind the Astros. And and every postseason they, for for what five six years now, they just don't hit when they get there. So they do need to figure it out. They need to make some changes. And I do agree that if LeMayu and Benintendi were there, maybe it's a better uh, showing off season. I mean, in terms of the. Uh, Being able to hit in the clutch and avoid some of those strikeouts, things like that. But it's not good enough. And they just haven't done a good enough job developing their own talent, finding the kind of pitching the Astros have found, uh, the international and international signings, things like that. So it's, it is, it's a tough time for Yankee fans because I don't know how they're going to close that gap on the Astros. Uh, I mean, obviously it starts with Judge, but there's a lot more to do besides that.
1: Yeah, because you know this better than anybody, Harp, but sometimes we have these conversations about, you know, tone deaf to the fan base and the fan base is angry. What can you do to appease them? And sometimes that conversation is really just about optics, right? And and it's, it's kind of purposeless and meaningless in the, in the grand scheme. However, in this case, um, Yankees fans are upset because the same thing keeps happening and because the season ends with the exact same tenor and feeling with this roster every year, even though there are some different faces and different names on it every year. So it's a mixture between, you know, wanting to do the right thing in terms of the optics, but also, like you said, something needs to change to get over the hump in October, and I'm just not sure in an offseason where Aaron Judge is obviously paramount and re-signing him as number one, how the Yankees can realistically do that. What are your thoughts?
2: It's going to be hard. It is because uh, yeah. Even if you if you do bring Judge back, and I think they you know, they have to do that. But even if you do that, are you making the team better? It's just basically what it was, and I, that's why. I mean, look, I I would never say Cashman do, deserves to lose his job because he has on the on the whole he has gotten the team to the postseason every year. I know they have a huge payroll and all that, so he's supposed to do that. But he has put them in position to win, but. At the same time, I think it's fair for Yankee fans to say, "Hey, you know, every even the best of executives and managers have shelf life and it feels like maybe you know the Yankees could use a change, just in terms of trying to find a different way to do it. And not everything would change because Kat, a lot of what Cashman does is what this organization has turned into, based on how analytic heavy they are. But you can make the, you could make the case that." That somebody different a different voice uh, could could make a difference, not necessarily right away, because they you know, as you said they're they're locked in in a lot of places, and I'm not sure how they're gonna get a lot better they they did win ninety nine games it's just so much of it comes down to them performing in October, and they haven't done that. and again, I do think you know a couple of their key guys were out would have made a difference offensively, but um I think it almost has to start maybe with a different mindset at the top in terms of figuring out why they haven't been able to, you know, we just saw this whole run of the, of the whole baby bomber brigade, really none of them except judge turned out to be, I mean, Torres is okay, but not what he we thought he was going to be. Why haven't they been able to develop their young players and find a guy like a, you know, a Jeremy Pena for the Astros, uh. steps in for Carlos Correa and he's the MVP of the LCS in the world series. You know, the Yankees are supposed to be able to develop their own players in addition to spending a ton of money.
1: Well, I was about to mention that very name, Jeremy Pena, because, you know, Harp, we may look back on this and say these Astros teams were just great and had great players and, you know, went on a run, and the Yankees uh, happened to be good at the same time and just not quite as good right after the Astros moved over to the American League. We also, you know, could look at it a little bit deeper and try and look for answers because... You know, the Yankees year in and year out come up short and the Astros roster is not the same. They haven't done what the Braves have done and sign all of their, you know, young studs to 10 year contracts or whatever. The Astros let Garrett Cole sign with the Yankees. They let Carlos Correa sign with the, the twins. They let George Springer sign with the Blue Jays and they're able to replace them with a caliber of player that it's like they never left. So when Cashman and Boone were asked about what the Astros are doing that the Yankees aren't, what do you think the truth is to that?
2: Well, I think it really starts with uh, they've they've been able to find pitching. I know, as you said, they have replaced uh, their, their kind of their key lineup guys too. But really, when you look at that Astros lineup, it wasn't really that deep. You know, I mean, Bregman got some big hits, Alvarez got obviously some big hits, Payne got some big hits. Uh, uh, um, the Altuve didn't really hit much until the last couple of games but I mean that that lineup wasn't deep uh it's just that their key guys performed and then they had the best pitching by far in uh in the postseason I mean uh, you know they have found these guys they've signed them as international signings these guys like Javier and uh Valdez and uh they you know they had guys they weren't didn't even use really I think that's that's where a lot of it starts and then they They built a strong bullpen, too. And, look, injuries were a factor in the Yankees' bullpen as well. But I I think they just – I think it starts with they've done a much better job of of using their resources to find pitching where the Yankees haven't really done that as much, and that's why they've had to spend on it and, uh, you know, kind of – well, they I mean, they did – look, they came up with with Nestor Cortez, but they can't – match up with the Astros pitching for pitching. That's why they couldn't beat the Astros regular season or postseason.
1: Man, I mean, to think about what the Astros have gone through between the cheating scandal to now, the fact that obviously Dusty Baker came on to put the fire out, and he did, and that, you know, so much of that scandal was about their front office and not just the you know, incentivizing of cheating, but also a really toxic culture under Jeff Lunau. And for them to go on a run again, after all of that happened kind of goes against what we've always thought the importance of continuity is in a front office, but here they are. Um, it is really amazing. And I expect them year in and year out to be there, even with Verlander's future uh, up in question. They have all that young postseason proven talent uh, in yeah. the, in the rotation. And now in the bullpen, that's seemingly stronger than ever. Um, Let me ask you about the Mets, heart, because uh, with the Yankees presser and really everything in this town is about them right now. However, the Mets are sitting there with uh, as much pressure to win as ever. Um, And people are talking about whether they'll go after Judge and all the big fish. But now that they're sitting on what should be a a very good roster with a very good manager and an owner willing to spend, what do you think their offseason looks like?
2: Well, they got a lot to do. They got a lot of their own free agents. That's that's the number one. And then I think they have to. Well, I think they have to find a way to build a better bullpen. That was a problem. Uh, and then find a way to add power to that lineup. Uh, throughout the course of the season, they they scored a lot of runs, in, in, relatively speaking. I think they end up fifth overall in runs scored. But if you watch them all the time, you know you, you saw the ups and downs, the hills, the yeah, the peaks and valleys, and uh, just the times when you needed some power to kind of get you over the top in, in some some key situations, they didn't always have that. So I think that's crucial, and that's not going to be easy to find either. Uh, maybe this kid Alvarez uh, is the guy that can. It, it starts with him, the catcher, um, and then you know maybe even a Brett Beatty. But I do think they have to find a way to add power somehow to that lamp. And then 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 the, the, do, you, do you bring back Degrom? I mean, I mean I'm really I'm not. Look, I love watching a guy pitch. You know, he's been the best pitcher in baseball, but at the end, I'm not really sure he was the same guy, and not necessarily because of the injury, just because, uh, I mean, maybe age is starting to catch up a little bit, but he came out throwing 100 in that last game against the Padres. But by the third or fourth inning, not, the fastball was down a little bit. He was kind of afraid to throw the fastball, and he didn't have the great command of the slider his last few starts that we saw you know, when he was at his best. So are you gonna pay him forty, forty five million dollars a year and pair him with with Scherzer and hope it turns out better uh next time? I think it's a huge question and a really tough call because uh if you do that, you know, it's you're basically going back to where you were this year and hoping those guys perform when you get to the postseason. I do think Scherzer I think I'm convinced Scherzer was limited by that oblique and that uh he just couldn't wasn't able to he didn't have to finish on his pitches as he normally has i would trust him again in the postseason but you gotta you gotta realize you know at his age and it's really been now a pattern he gets hurt every year not necessarily his arm but you know he gets hurt whether it's the oblique a hamstring uh a groin something like that and that's probably going to continue too so the mets got to rebuild this pitching staff and i think it all starts there
1: so we're talking to john harper uh, of sny formerly of the daily news and and harp i we've talked now about Aaron Judge going back to the Yankees potentially and Jacob deGrom going back to the Mets and it's kind of similar right it's it's you're doing the same thing but you're it's a great player and by bringing a great player back you're making your team better do you think that if the Mets decide you know we know enough about deGrom's health his ability to feel comfortable with his body throwing 100 miles an hour his ability to uh, stay healthy, being a hundred percent for an entire season, may be in question. And the Mets decide, okay, we're in, he's not worth forty million dollars a year. Do you think the fan base, because Scherzer is there, would have an easier time accepting that, or do you think that, that would be viewed widely as an unpopular decision?
2: Yeah, uh, you know, that's a great question, Doug. I'm not sure. I do think I think that it would be it would be not nearly as unpopular as it would have been. Say you know when when he first came back or whatever, and he looked like the same guy. I think I think Mets fans look. Mets fans are smart. They watch. They pay attention. I think they saw the same things that you know I saw. You saw that you know that something he wasn't quite the same, especially in terms of being able to sustain it through uh, the fifth and sixth innings. So. uh I, I I think I think Mets fans would understand if they moved on, as long as they went ahead and made moves to, to counter that. You know, I think it would have to start with signing a guy like uh, Carlos Rodon and adding more pitching around him. But I mean, Rodon's an elite guy. He's had some arm injuries as well, but he's a lot younger, and uh, he's you know he had a great season for the Giants. So I think it depends what else they do. But I, look, I think I I don't think Mets I don't think there would be an outcry if, if uh, Mets fans draw a line in terms of saying we're not, we're not giving him more than two years at 40 plus million, you know, if somebody else wants to give him three or four years, we're not going to do that because we, we are worried about the health. You know, he hasn't, you know, he hasn't pitched a full season, a full 162 game season since 2019. You know, one of them, of course, being the uh, pandemic year. So there's just so many questions. And uh, I, I, I think Mets fans to a point would understand if they draw a line in terms of. Uh, How much, how, how more, more in terms of years than in terms of the money, how much they're willing, how far they're willing to go
1: with him. Last one for you, Harp. Um, In this era of not knowing who is making decisions in dugouts and not knowing who is writing lineups, um, Dusty Baker just won a World Series, uh, posed by Rob Thompson, who has, you know, done everything, you know, in a big league dugout. He's, he's base coached, he's bench coached. Um and you know Buck Showalter is sitting there for anybody to have the Mets sign him that goes pretty well and Mets fans trust him. Um and you know Melvin's in the league and now you got Bruce Bochy coming back. Do you think it's just across the sport that we're finally seeing teams realize? Oh, maybe um experience <laughs> and commanding respect. Um, matters in that role, and that we're moving away from the kind of unproven young former player getting a job with no experience.
2: I, I do, I do, Doug, and I know we've talked about this in the past. I, I hope there are people realize that. And yeah, I mean, he, he, you know, you can give a manager all the numbers you want, uh, but you still have to have some cachet with your players. You have to have respect in the room. I mean, I no, there was no greater example than Walter and, and look, I think Louis Rojas is going to be a good manager. I think he could get another shot someday. But when you saw the, you know, the shenanigans that went on with the 2021 Mets, and then Showalter comes in, and it's just a completely professional group. Everything changes, and I think it all started with the way Showalter. You know, he he just demands professionalism, demands attention, detail, all that stuff. And I think that's the ultimate example. Um and I so I do I think we are starting to see it because, you know, I mean, it's great to see Dusty Baker win a World Series. Um but all you know, it's funny because all these guys I do you know, you gotta over the long haul I think that's what is important is the he's uh, you know, getting these guys to trust and get them to play hard for you and all that stuff. But then you get to the postseason and you just never know. Dusty was getting hammered early on for not being quick enough to put, make make decisions. And then in the end, I think Thompson goes to his bullpen way too early and takes Wheeler out way too early, probably because you know he, it had worked before with him. Uh, but all the and, and you know, and Melvin doesn't go to doesn't go to Hader against Bryce Harper. So the managers are always going to get second guessed, and they're never going to make all the right moves. Um, but I do think just that 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 presence is so important, and I think it it was overlooked and. it, it – baseball got away from it for too long. And I think maybe they are getting back to that.
1: John Harper. Um, always great to talk baseball with you, my friend. Let's uh, let's get out on the golf course soon before there's snow on the ground. eh? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Doug. <laughs> Sounds good. We've gotten some good weather lately. Might as well take advantage yeah. of it. That's uh, that's John Harper. Always a pleasure. Um, and one of the really interesting topics that I just covered with harp is DeGrom and just where Mets fans stand on that decision, because I'm always curious. Um, I, I guess you could look at it one of two ways. You could, like Harp was saying, if you're a Met fan, you could say, you know, I, I saw a kind of uh, watered down version of what I know he can be late in the season. He didn't look like himself. Um, he's getting up there in years because he, he you know, he was a rookie at, a, at, a, at an older age. And, and you know, throwing the ball 100 for seven innings 30 times a year is difficult. And his body can't handle it at his age. I'm not willing to go to 40 or 45 million. Okay, you could think that. Or many of you Mets fans might say, why would I care with an owner worth $14 billion? Um, why would I care if it goes poorly? If you get 75% of Jacob DeGrom, that's better than some free agent number three or number four starter. Go ahead and do it. Uh, Steve Cohen can afford it. Um, And he is our guy. And if he signs with the Braves or the Marlins or the Rangers or something, and he you know wins 20 games next year, uh, then what am I going to be saying? You know, Well, it wasn't worth the money. So if you're a Met fan, you're listening, and you feel strongly about the topic, give me a call. I'm curious, 877-337-6666. We'll talk more Yankees as well, just a little bit more about specifically what we heard from Boone and Cashman and what are the actual ways – that this team can improve, but not just improve, change um, how these seasons are ending for this team. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. <laughs>